What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 As the steam rose off the coffee and through the mug, it ever so gently warmed my nose. As I sipped. <sighs> What's good, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the basement. I'm an asshole. I know it. I know it, man. I like to fuck around. I'm just sipping a little, little coffee. Yeah. Baby's down. Baby G's down for a nap. Grammy and Mommy and Big G, they went out. And uh, they're at a movie. I'm not sure which one, but I'm going to get filled in shortly. Uh, Whatever, I guess, kids movies playing around town at the local theater. I think they're I think they're not too far away. So I got a little a little time on a Sunday. Just want to kick back, catch up, you know, talk about the finer things. The ability to to make time, if you have it, when you can, and use it constructively. Um, obviously, somebody could take that sideways as I'm using my time to do a podcast. Hey, you're wasting your time doing a podcast. Well, I guess you ain't my audience. I don't. I don't know. Like this, it's a great medium to relay information. I wonder if I got an old conversation I had with with Sean, with Vet Sean at Vet Check at his crib. I might have that. Maybe I'll insert it at the end, just kind of podcasts and and that, just relaying information and the way we like to absorb information these days. And just it's just another. There's our. Obviously, I'm not talking about the Granddad's Basement podcast, but there are large platform podcasts out there that that have the opportunity to introduce, you know. you know, a different perspective, a different take than the mainstream media on current events. And I mean, there, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of like big, big name podcasts out there. And yeah, so I'm not, I'm clearly not talking about, about what I got going on. I'm kind of an asshole just who built a studio in his crib and, and likes to talk shit. So that, that's what we're doing here. But whatever I was talking about, I was, uh, I was thinking about before we got rolling, before I got to sipping this kofefe. Stand by. It's not even that good, but you put some good creamer in there, like Keurig coffee. Keurig coffee's dog shit. I don't. I mean, like there's there's not like good Keurig coffee. I'll be. I'm. I'm sure that there is some real expensive stuff I could explore and and find, and and not and not too long a time either. But at the Safeway, when I'm doing my grocery shopping, I mean, it's not like there's great Keurig coffee. So. 
it, it's all dog shit as far as I'm concerned, but you mix it with uh, a little bit of coffee, mate, turn it into, you know, a little, little creamy treat, a little coffee, creamy treat, a little latte taste in action. Then, uh, then we're good to go. Then we're in business. Um, whatever the fuck I was talking about coffee. Oh, I don't know why I turned off and was talking about coffee. What I was thinking about was, all right, cut. So that was that was an intro to a podcast I was doing, and it didn't ever go anywhere from there. So I'm just I'm just straight up let you know I'm taking that intro, and I'm just I'm just gonna flip it. So think of this as your transition into uh, into the podcast. So, but t- today is uh, today's my birthday. I leveled up to 36, and they. they they keep on racking up, so it's it's just interesting. So I don't, you know, I've I've never, even right now, I never thought of my birthday to be like a big deal. But I think last year, and now this year, I've I've taken it as a time to reflect, just on 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 life in its entirety. You know, you got you got another one down. So what can you do in the next one if you're you're fortunate to to have another full one? Because you know, some people aren't uh, aren't able to do that. And last year, my man Stick, he was in town for a week, the week of my birthday last year. And then the pandemic, you know, broke wild shortly thereafter. So like the, the, the last year of everyone's life has been has been something else. And I touched on it. I touched on it back last year. Thinking, you know, I'm 35. You know, 15 years from 20, 15 years from 50. It's it's a it's a little interesting. Uh, just just point point to come into your life and all the growing that has done all the things that somebody has gone through and I was just going back like ages one through ten okay and by fourth grade I was in like three four maybe five elementary schools right ten years old 1995 the 94 95 school year I was in fourth grade right so like I turned 10 and I'm already like all these kids done known each other for 10 years, maybe five if they just met in kindergarten. Some of them done known each other their whole lives. So I'm just coming in and I'm bouncing around school to school for a decade and stepdad to stepdad for a decade, state to state for a decade. So that was, that was like fourth grade up to, up to, you know, being 10 years old. So a lot of instability. A lot of instability, for real. Like four or five elementary schools, so a bunch of different moves. Lived in three, four, or five different locations. Well, here, hold up. Like first ten years, hold on. I lived in my grandparents' house. Lived in a little apartment with my mom. Lived in my mom got married. We lived in this ratty ass trailer. Then we moved, stepped it on up and got a new trailer. Then we lived the moved into the trailer next door. And then we moved to Dave Dutcher's basement, and then we moved into an apartment, and then we moved back into, hold on, I missed a trailer in there. So there's another trailer in there that we moved back to that trailer, all right? And then I moved, then we moved back to the apartment complex and moved into another spot in the apartment complex, just up a level, so I, that, I don't mean I don't know if that counts as a move. Then we moved to my grandparents' house again. Now, me and my mom lived in my grand my grandparents' basement. Okay, and then we moved to back to the apartment, and then moved to Illinois, 
and then moved to Eau Claire. I was in Illinois for a pit stop, a school year, most of fourth grade. Started fourth grade in Minnesota, like shortly after the beginning of the fourth grade, moved to Illinois. So that was just 10 years. All that was in 10 years. All right. And that was with a dad, two stepdads, and a new baby daddy. Okay, so that's the first decade. And then from 10 to 20, all right, then we're in, I'm in Wisconsin for most of that, most of that till I'm like almost 17. So it's like seven years, just kind of in one spot, establishing some type of roots. So that's why when I say like I'm from Eau Claire, like I'm like kind of, I'm also from like all over Minnesota and that's all. Like a lot of vivid memories, just situations and just all, all of that happening. Like that all happened at an age where I'm old enough to remember. And like you're forming someone's, your, your, your brain is forming your personality, the, the main who you are between the ages of two and six. So those are very pivotal ages. And mine was not on anything like a lifestyle of stability like a lot of it's just the exact opposite just instable as one could imagine and real adjacent to to bad and ugly situations so man that's a little bit built into me and when i think back now as i get older and look back at my first 10 years of life when i'm forming becoming who i'm supposed to be becoming like i'm sitting there i was just the other day i was like why am i so anxious all the time like i'm not trying to, you know, y'all know, yeah, actually y'all know me, it's, you know, habitual self-diagnoser, but it's like, I got a little bit of anxiety issues from time to time. Like, I feel like there's always a pending doom that's about to happen. And uh, I think that's just based on my childhood, you know, because ultimately all, it was always a pending doom. Like for, like for, there was always like some shit that was about to happen, like real to life. Like my mom and my dad's relationship was not good as teenagers, my mom's first husband and my relationship was not good. And it became a point where his and my mom's were not good. Uh, and then my mom's second husband, his and her relationship was not good. Um, and there's like a couple boyfriends like in between there as well. And then my mom's baby daddy, that relationship was like, okay, my brother's dad. And that was, he came in when I ran, I was like nine and 10. Uh, that's my brother, <clears throat> my brother, Cody. He'd been on the podcast. My bro was on the podcast like last summer. Yeah. After the, shortly thereafter, the George Floyd situation when they were burning Minneapolis down. Uh, but yeah, but the next decade, the 10 to 20. So I was in Eau Claire, most of it, you know, that's where I played sports. That's where I got, you know, Pop started popping up more nut hairs. I had you know little armpit hairs coming. We left Illinois, but the nut hairs popped up when we hit Eau Claire. You know, played with my first little titties, got my first little piece of pussy, and uh, in Eau Claire, and so that's kind of home. And my mom lives in a little little town outside of Eau Claire, not even in Eau Claire County, uh, doing the thing out there, uh, small small town Wisconsin style. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm sure I could do it. I've done it to an extent. Uh, and then from 17 to 20, that's where like shit sh like shook up a little bit, right? So then I move in with my dad. Like ultimately, high school just wasn't. 
I don't know. I just never, one, I never, I never fit in in Eau Claire. Like as a little kid, kind of, but I was only a little kid for a couple years. And then you kind of start hitting adolescence and becoming a man and getting testosterone and deal like, and, and I just stood out and there's no, there's nobody. I had no influence. I had a very lack of male influence, you know, like a direct someone who could be a, a mentor, a father figure in my life. Like it just, it wasn't there. It was void. It was the most void. This is something that I continually sought out up until either recently or I still do do it, but all through my, all through my twenties, you know, just, and, and then it got to a point where I would recognize it. I recognized the, the psych, the psychology of it. Like, well, I found my mentors, my father figures, the, the men who, whose example I, I lead and realize my granddad had like, he has a lot to do with it. And my other granddad has like, I see a little bit of, of him and my dad. So there's a little bit of me in that. So I'm sure that's just, there's just generational things that, that <clears throat> pop, uh, pop in and out of people's out of people's beings, but it got, it got in, it got instable. I moved from Eau Claire back to a suburb of St. Paul, closer to Minneapolis, but it's technically a suburb of St. Paul, Egan, Minnesota. But I went to Burnsville High School for just my senior year, a year and a half, half of my junior year and my senior year. So it was basically, you know, it was basically just like a year, like a year's time. And then I graduated high school from there and built up some friends. Like, so I was, in fact, I was just on the phone with one of my homies who I ain't talked to in probably since high school, like actually talked to, like we've, you know, hit liked and kept, uh, kept tabs on each other on, on Instagram and, and Facebook throughout the years. Like we, we've been, been, been cool, but like actually ain't spoke to, ain't seen the dude since like the summer after senior year of high school. So like 2003. And then I went into the air force, uh, 2004, just a few months later, like six, seven, eight months, something like that after, uh, after I graduated high school. And then so I, and I'm 19 and married. <laughs> right. And then I go and get, uh, I'm separated by 20. I deploy and I turn 20. This was the delay. And I turned 21, like, while I'm deployed, you know, Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, and then my 21st birthday, all as I turned 21 over there in the desert. So then I come back from there and get divorced. So from, from 10 to 20, and mind you, from my understanding, your frontal lobe <laughs> is still forming. Like, your brain's not fully formed. The portion responsible for critical thinking. To truly be able to analyze a situation. Now, just because it's not, so it's still like forming around a bunch of instability and war. Okay? I gotta, like, it was not, I'm not combat, but I fought in, <laughs> I aided in, uh, in foreign wars, like in United States military operations, like on an international level just you know i was working on liquid oxygen aircraft batteries um the liquid oxygen stuff i was doing was really cool over there there was a uh, medevac c-17 is a, is a heavy type of aircraft and they got flying c-17 hospitals they got them in c-130s as well different types of aircraft are they're basically airplane hospitals and they they need a certain amount of oxygen to get so they would go and land in a combat zone pick up you know as many you know dudes rolling around uh army marines 
Navy Air Force getting limbs blown off. There's a lot of Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Friendship. In Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of a lot of dudes got limbs blown off, man. A lot of a lot of dudes got bombed, and a lot of people ran over bombs. And I've just recently found out there's a lot of like reverberation issues due to rolled over bombs and armored vehicles, where everybody like seemed fine, but their testicles are now all fucked up. It's just they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, uh, in in life. Anyways, I was direct, kind of directly supporting rehabilitative efforts. Um, is this my is this my boy? Come here, my boy. Hi, my boy. What's up? Come here. You wanna do some podcast? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Say hi. Hi. Okay, it's time for a nap, my boy. I love you. Mm-hmm. You can drum after. After your nap, you can drum all day. Can you close my door? Yeah. Can you close my door, please? Yeah. Okay, I love you. Good night. So, I was doing... Uh, the, the medevac hospitals, so they come in, they have patients on board who need oxygen sometimes. So I was responsible every morning. Uh, you come in and you top off all these liquid oxygen converters, and they're little small 10-liter 10, 10 portable therapeutic oxygen, uh, oxygen converters. So they convert that liquid oxygen into gaseous oxygen that you can breathe. So that was how I started my Every six six days a week, uh, and at, at LUD Air Base in Cutter, uh, so away from action, well away from action. I think there was previous, you know, when we were building the base and early times there. Just a, a, maybe two, I was two years past, uh, kind of mortars getting getting thrown at LUD, and maybe it's happened a few times since, but I haven't heard of it. I got friends who who've been there plenty of times and spent spent plenty of Thanksgivings over in the D doing the deed. Uh, well, I forget some of the say- there's all kinds of sayings. Just doing the deed, and you'll just it has you know Christmas and just dudes with shirts with every year two <laughs> two thousand three four five like doing doing the deed, doing Christmas in the deed, just another Christmas in the deed, just just back to back. Dude spent air- a lot of air- aircraft mechanics spent a lot of time in LUD Air Base. I worked at a unit in a unit that was an enabler, uh, meaning. The way the military operates, you think you go to training with this big group of people. You're all uh, planning to go do the same thing at the same time over in a deployed environment, whether that's Army, you know, Marines out there fighting, kicking indoors, searching for stuff. That's Navy getting ship training out to sea for six months at a time with all your crewmates or Air Force, a whole maintenance unit. Uh, aircraft maintenance unit is getting, you know, all all your training and everything proper in line. And then the whole, you know, this many people go deploy and do the same thing at the same time. All right. That's standard military operations. There's unstandard ones. And I've only ever been involved in in that. And since then, I think they transitioned to stop this because people were getting abused. They were spending too much time. Uh, the divorce rate amongst active duty 
well, and the, and the population is already pretty high, right? And then you break it down to military members. That's even an additional strand that a lot of people like aren't aren't quite ready to transition into and be a military spouse. So then there's that already like involved and then to break it down even further to aircraft mechanics you take your one of the spouses likely the husband but i've seen you know plenty of there's plenty of women in aircraft maintenance too so you take this this aircraft mechanic you're sending them in the desert 200 plus days per year wife and kids is really difficult to do so a lot of marriages dwindle so i think they've kind of tried to bottleneck that and stop that from happening but in 2000 early 2000s that's that's what was happening a lot and and happened for a long time i mean we're still in iraq and afghanistan we could still got planes over there that are needing fixing we pretty i mean we're we're there things are established it's it's uh they talk about getting out of the middle east like i don't i don't even know what that looks like they've never even had the conversation so but it seems like something we could do but there's at the same time there's a lot a lot going on uh, over in, in the Middle East, ultimately. But uh, the enabler units, so you just you just go, you just you just go at will. Like you, some people volunteer, some people just get voluntold. But either way, yo, we we got this is this is the military. You signed up to do this, uh, and and if you got it, we're gonna go do it overseas. We're gonna go do it overseas. This is what you signed up for. So. A lot of that, I don't remember what I was circling. I'm trying to circle back to. Um, that's when I joined the Air Force. Like I turned then from you know all through my twenties, um, aircraft mechanic, military lifestyle. Brain, my brain became fully formed at 25, right? So midway through your twenties, you know some some studies I'm sure suggest less. Some suggest maybe more, but you know 24, 27 years old in there, brain gets fully formed. Uh, but still around all this instability, you know, like it's a real state or real, a real stable moment from like the age of 10 to 17, sitting in Eau Claire, although I never fit in and got into, found a fair amount of trouble to get into and subjected, like got myself into weird, weird situations. And, and even before, just as I'm becoming a man, you know, brain's still forming around all this chaos. And then I, 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 sh- I shake it up, move from Wisconsin to Minnesota, uh, join the military and get married and get divorced just all right thereafter. And then, um, uh, you know, kind of stationed in North Dakota for a few years and then flip it up, get stationed in, in Arizona here for a few years. So that's like 20 to 30. So just didn't, you know, a few short little military trips, uh, but nothing, no, no major deployments, you know, a lot of conversation, a lot of, a lot of military politic and just standard business, you know, and, and taking care of it, taking care of the troops and subordinate going through management training. I mean, leveling up, you're doing, I mean, it's highly involved, like you're doing, you're running a, a portion of a corporation. I mean, by the time I was, I mean, 19 years old, I'm working on the biggest fleet of KC-135s in the world. Uh, the, 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 the Grand Forks Air Force Base was then realigned, and then they had a slow process to get all the planes out of Grand Forks Air Force Base, all the KC-135s, which is an aerial refueler. Look it up. It's a bad motherfucker. It's involved in you know, pretty, you know, every major military operation. For the most part, they refuel. I mean, it's an aerial refueler. You think a, a fighter plane out there in a dogfight, you're out there, or 
planning to go for a dog fight. Maybe you got to fly 500 miles to 5,000 miles to get there. You might need to refuel part way. So you send the, the gas, uh, the gas station up there. Are we ready to, uh, that was the, no one kicks ass without tanker gas. That was the old shit back in North Dakota. Uh, yeah, but by 19, I'm working on this big-ass fleet of airplanes, like, uh, just, boom, hey, you're an aircraft mechanic, son, uh, for United States Air Force, make this thing fly, so it's, whoa, what the fuck? Okay, I guess this is what I do now, and bloody knuckles became, like, holy shit, and then by the time I'm 25, like, I was, like, the head trainer uh, for ISO, and, I mean, there's a few different types of operations, there's backshop, there's inspections and there's flight line like the active flying planes flight line is another another world another beast of mechanics uh, and i never you know i interacted with them but i never worked on the flight line i worked in inspections it's called iso but you rip the plane apart you put it back together you rip the plane apart inspect it make sure everything's working fix, you know swap out whatever's broken and put it all back together and it's, uh, you know, like a miniature refurbishment. Like every, it's not, they, we don't blast the paint off. Like an aircraft refurbishment, you blast the paint off down to down to every single screw. So ISO's inspections are just one level above that. It's just all, all parts, all mechanics. You know, like a, like a, re, like a refurb is only, I don't even know. I don't even remember. I worked refurb very, very short time and they shut, they shut that down at North Dakota because they realigned the base. So fixed airplanes for like a decade and then met my wife in there so things are like life was kind of smoothing out but still remember my brain formed around just things that are that are unstable and it's really actually kind of revelating for me to talk this talk, talk myself through this at the moment uh just because i've been feeling real anxious lately and it seems like i'm rational enough to be like, this is silly. I shouldn't quite be feeling like how I do sometimes. Just this this feeling of pending doom, right? Just like something's always about to happen. Just always on like eight or nine. So with, like, so with the ability to turn up to 10 real quick, but kind of in, in a very laid back and controlled way, if that makes any sense to anyone. But but nonetheless, and now working my way into into the, you know, I'm into my 30s at this point. You know, my brain's been fully formed for at least 10 years, maybe a little bit more. And, you know, and made some really good choices and, you know, got set myself up to be in really good positions and surrounded myself with people who want to make good decisions alongside of me and, and, and really go at life. And take full advantages of many opportunities that are put forth in front of you and the ability to share that and accept that when opportunity presents itself to to me. You know, like, hey, I'm buying a house. I'm thinking about getting into real estate. What do you think, dude? And Tyler Lopez gave me an opportunity. You know, so where's and 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 have the ability to look at missed opportunities as well. And those I mean, it can get frustrating. Don't let it get you down. But I had a missed opportunity and I'm going to keep it uh, in in a financial context. Had the opportunity to buy a house 
that didn't need much to go into it. Flip a house for the low. The the person selling the house was just like, I want to make $20,000. Okay, that math makes sense to a, a home investor. I can make you twenty thousand dollars, and that the the price works out great for my investment. Okay, so bam, here's your twenty. I'm gonna buy this house from you. You pocket, you know, close to twenty five G's as 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 much as as possible, <laughs> and I get this house. The ability to then put, uh, boy, ten, fifteen, less than twenty thousand into it, and then sell it for eighty after you pay off you know, uh, interest on the money you borrow to get the house and the, the, the little bit of repairs that it's needed, you're still pocketing well into the five, five figures. And I missed an opportunity like that last year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, right before kind of pandemic hit and it was wrapped up. Like it started, this situation started around January when we found this house, it was all wrapped up, uh, by April, May ish. And right now the person who ended up buying the house, um, it's a rental property there. They have a lot of houses, so it's a rental property that's going to just continually give him, him $500 a month for the duration of the future. For, for my situation, if I would have bought the house, I would, I would have flipped it. I would have sold it and capitalized on the seller's market. And I mean, it would like gross, you would have grossed close to 80 K and then you got to pay off, pay off some debts and and marketing and commissions and all that once the house sells so but it's still still 40 to 55 60 thousand dollars um profit there's a lot there's a lot of meat on that bone and so there's some missed opportunities as well as well as just and that's life opportunities finance so i gave you one life and one kind of uh career uh but in all but in all contexts opportunities to spend time time with your kids as i'm just thinking about getting older, um, would be considered a middle-aged man. Like I'm um, a few hours into my 37th year of life and feel like it's really just beginning. Ultimately, we're just, I'm still a new father. I'm still a relatively new husband. Um, still trying to get better every day to communicate better and work through situations uh, that you find yourself in, whether that's in, I'm in sales, so I find myself into strange verbal, verbal back and forths. And sometimes you got to be dominant. Sometimes I have to be submissive. I have to. Sometimes I have to take charge. Sometimes I need to uh, lay back, all the while doing everything the right way, completely ethically, completely with everyone's best interest, completely uh, putting. So the, somebody else's needs in front of in front of my own, uh, and that's just in that's just in business. Uh, but I mean, if you build the foundation in life, that you're that's already the the type of individual in which you are. It's not an issue to transition that into your professional life, you know. And then when you 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 built who you are, and. Maybe or maybe not. It's fluid. Some systems work for you, some don't. But you find the one that does. Kind of hack your way through it. Just find where you get in, where you fit in, you know, and take full advantage of opportunities and don't miss opportunities. And listen to somebody who may know more than you. All right, that whole two ears, one mouth thing. Be a continual student of of life. Of, of self, of within your relationships, 
just be willing to be open, learn, receive, and present yourself and and your 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 most your most valued relationships in uh in the in, in the best and most positive way you're able to. So I think on that I'm gonna get up out of here. Everybody be cool. Check on a vet. Hug your loved ones. Feels good to be king. When I your subjects are broken little things. Feels good to be kind. But it's the only thing that keeps you alive. And I'm alone most of the time now. Now I'm the only one worth hanging around. And I can really put my roots down now. I'm the only one in town. My podcast is, or my 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 well, podcast man. That's my going to work. That's that's my twenty five minute Zen drive to base. That's well, then the granddad's basement is perfect for the commute. They're short. Oh shit! They're all well. I just haven't listened to them since because I haven't been worried. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, my fucking work is here, like right here. Well, that's the way to like the way communication is going. Like the way re- information is being relayed. People want people's perspective. Like there's no. I want your perspective more than I want whatever talking head right. on regular media, standard media, whatever, mainstream shit. Right. Oh, shit. Podcasts are, uh, that's how I prefer to absorb information. That's how I like to talk to people. Like, I'm not trying to fucking have a conversation with somebody on Facebook. I'm not. I'll give little short comments here and there. Checking on people like I, yeah. I kind of like old friend, like people I really fuck with. Right. Let them know, hey, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I wish we could talk for real, but other than that, I want to, I want to listen to podcasts. Like my wife goes to bed early. I'll be up late. I just got my headphones on. You know what I like about podcasts, man? They're like real, right? Yeah. It's, it's not news that's been swayed one way or the other. It's just a couple of fucking people. In a room with some, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some very successful, like Joe Rogan's number one podcast out there. Some very successful people that are paid to promote products and all that. That's all good, right? But like for the most part, it's just people being real about what's going on with their lives, right? And that's what I like. I just want to hear. Well, I want to learn about as many people as I can, and gain perspective in that process. You know, and I think as much as you can learn about other people, it helps you learn about yourself. Uh, my buddy, my buddy Desi, said, uh, "Having kids makes you reparent yourself," and I agree with that. It's like, okay, these are the things that went wrong in, in my life. Let me help course correct this. And I don't know. I got a specific. Yeah, you're ab- you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, and I got a specific parenting style. I can break down at a different time, but I think that also extends to the more people you meet, you can you get to learn about them. That helps you relearn yourself why you think a certain way about their perspective if you really break break it down if you want to absorb information and understand just our fellows on team human like i think that's important to do really really talk to people see their their point of view their perspective internalize that learn a little bit about yourself as in the process and then move on and go forward you know strategically throughout your life yeah absolutely two cents on life i don't know (laughs) 
until we reach the sea. Climb every mountain until we... I probably don't want to record it with that limiter on. I'm probably straight, right? Check, 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 check. No, I'm not going crazy with it. All it's going to do is bring it up. I'll bring it up later. Until we reach the sea. Move it back to the end. Yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> Gotta say, the warmth of the coffee upon my nose, (laughs) the warmth, the warmth of the coffee. The warmth of the coffee rose above it in the mug and warmed my nose and heated my nose ever so gently. (laughs) As the steam rose off the coffee and through the mug, it ever so gently warmed my nose as I sipped. (sighs) What's good, everybody? Shine, shine, shine. Hey! Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's, that's it. it. That's-
That's a wrap. That's a wrap. 14 bars. 14 bars. <laughs> I made my point. That's it. I, I, I know when it's time to leave. You know, I don't want to overstay my welcome. What up, stick? What up, ma? What up, bandits? What up, Odins? What up, Reigns? <laughs>